Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for... The Belching Contest. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. And this is it. Gas, food, and lodging. <laughs> I, I like it. our intro. Uh, that works. That was the uh, first time we heard that. Was <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard, heard it several times. because uh, It was composed by your... Uh, yeah. How old is he now? Uh, he's almost 14. His 14-year-old son. And I'm that's, impressed. It sounded like a 14-year-old's idea. No, it was all my idea. Of course. That was your, the Belching Contest was your idea. That, yes, the that's Belching what he is, meant. is gas. I know, but I'm saying that's hilarious. That's what he meant, Pat. <laughs> He's calling you a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> the belching is gas. The I food fight. Was, yes. Farts are funny. This is how this works. <laughs> I spent a long time thinking up clips and getting them put together in such a way to make a make a nice little intro. I got an outro that we can play at the end. That's how outros work. Intros at the beginning, outros at the end. What a genius way to do it. Okay. We are Gas Food Lodge coming to you from Dollhead Studios here in Anaheim, California. I'm I'm Gas. I'm food. I'm lodging. <laughs> and uh, we're we going to talk about on. movies for the next hour, or for the next uh, 58 and a half minutes. Okay. Because we spent the first minute and a half talking about the intro. Blah, blah, blah. As the intro. Um, now, it was my suggestion that we try and like nail like one canon together. I mean, Star Wars right. is various directors, but it was sort of George Lucas. Okay, okay, whatever. Well, I'm just saying, we could do a whole day on Coen Brothers. We could do a whole day on Tarantino. Yeah, but we could go back and do a whole I'm not interested week in on Hitchcock. Doing that, well, I'm just thinking honest. how did to... We do need a starting point. Well, that's what I'm no, saying. I, we need somebody to organize last what the show week is. was a good starting point and I got we got through that. I, so I could go online was, or I could go to the library and find a book about Alfred Hitchcock and read it. Sure, but, but it wouldn't be a podcast, it'd be a book and it wouldn't be us talking to, shit on each I other. I could go to YouTube and watch a video of somebody talking about Hitchcock. But you're missing, there, done you're, that. Well, you're missing. I my want to talk point. about things that people don't usually talk about when it comes to movies. I dig it. Okay, I I know what you're saying. I dig it. But I'm saying that's not that's what we are anyway. But I agree that that's, that's not necessarily that's the not, starting off point. I get that. You want to talk about David Fincher this week, and that could right. be the launching point. Well, sure, and we'll see if we get ten minutes out of him or forty-five. Exactly. But right. this will go in God knows how many directions. Well, I already have an idea based on David. Go ahead. Well, no, you start with your David Fincher movie. Is that the oh, fat no, no. guy that looks like? <laughs> Sorry. We've already started. No, what is your what is your first David Fincher point? Do you, what do you well, want what, me to do? I was, to talk I was jumping what? off from the David Fincher where we can go with it. Gotcha. Okay. okay. You can well, start okay. with David Fincher, and jump. then I wanted to jump off All right. from well, there. Let, let's saying. start with the idea that not necessarily everyone knows who the fuck David Fincher is, but so just in yeah, case, so just, um, he first came to prominence in the 80s directing a whole lot of music videos and actually kept directing them all throughout the yes, 90s after he started doing feature films. His first feature-length film was Alien 3, or Alien Cubed, if you like the stylized uh, version of the logo. Stop he, it. What? It is. Go. Stop same it. Same way that 7 Cubed. has the 7 instead of the V. Eat my ass. Anyway, <laughs> um, his second feature film... <laughs> that brought him great prominence then was Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Um, and then the, the other film that brought him great prominence was Fight Club. And in between those two films is the often forgotten Michael Douglas feature, The Game, that Ooh. I personally love. Love that movie. I love that movie. We could talk about that one alone for a while. Um, and then he did Panic Room with Jodie Foster. Um, and then I, st I like that movie. <laughs> I did not. Well, this, this is a statement I, I, I made earlier today. Like I mean, it's not... I consider Panic Room his worst film, but I still think it's a good film. But you haven't seen The Social Network yet. Well, oh, you're saying it could be his worst film? I'm it's, saying that. It's oh, very you're, possible. You're yes. saying Social Network is worse than Panic Room. Okay. Well, in recent I've years. Social Network, I really have no interest in seeing it. Well, true, true confession it's is that I, unlike these two guys, don't have the free time I devote to movies as much anymore, or they become a lower priority in my lifestyle, I'll say. So um, his most recent fe features would be Gone Girl. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Social Network, and I have not seen any Gone of those Girl films. is a prime example of how not to make a movie. Okay. <laughs> I can see where it. you would say that, yes. Okay. That movie was whereas, such a mess. Whereas I, you said you hadn't seen Zodiac, or you're not sure. I'm not sure, but I don't think I not I only have seen Zodiac, I saw it twice in the theater. Huh. I really enjoyed Zodiac because I think only Fincher could have directed the film the way it was done, because it's based on two different books that were both written by the Jake Gyllenhaal character in the film. 
Um, one that he put out, the guy wrote in the 70s, and one that he wrote again in the 90s when the case was reopened because of some new findings down here in Riverside, Southern California. Um, and it was that guy's perspective on the whole thing. And he was, he was not actually a journalist. He was a cartoonist. He drew, like, the political cartoons for the San Francisco newspaper. Right. But he was drawn into it through Robert Downey Jr.'s character, who was the journalist. Um, and he personally put a lot of time into the Zodiac mystery. Um, and the reason I think only Fincher could have pulled off that film the way it was directed is because it's based on actual events. And unlike most films that have a, a very obvious structure and story arc and plot developments, um, the way ever, the Zodiac killings unfolded was very disjointed to the public. It was something happened, and it, because the event happened, that is what happened. Because that's how the real world, in the real world, stuff happens, and not in some planned, plotted sort of way. Right. And that film is very disjointed and uncomfortable and unsettling because it presents it exactly the way it happened, chronologically, as in, yeah, everything was fine, and then all of a sudden, completely random, some cab driver gets shot in a, his cab downtown, and Zodiac calls up and, and takes credit for it. And that's one of the ones that's still open, is to say, is he just now taking credit for any fucking killing? Right. You know, did he actually? We'll never that know killing? because he probably died of old age. Well, but anyway, there was well, like the big th theory is that he be he became the Unibomber. He is the Unibomber. He is Ted Kaczynski. There's a lot of theories that there's a lot of things the Unibomber did that were similar to what Zodiac did, and that Zodiac disappeared right around the time Unibomber started. And so that's a very prevailing theory. Although the film doesn't present that, the film presents a right. very strong theory in another direction that I actually found. There's very a reason that Pat doesn't know whether or not he saw the movie because there was three different movies about the Zodiac killer that came out within like four years. Three. Of each other. I knew there were two. That's true. That's true. I knew there were two. So he may have seen a Zodiac film, but not specifically probably. Fincher's Zodiac I film. I see so many movies now, I can't remember half of them. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, I've seen this. Oh, wait. This is 39 Steps, I've seen it. Oh, wait. This is the other 39 Steps. Isn't there two 39 Steps by Hitchcock and then two? Yeah. What's the other? No, it's The Man Who Knew Too Much. Or is it both of those? The Man Who Knew Too Much? There's two versions, two versions. Uh, where like he did it. I prefer well, the well, man Hitchcock didn't little. do another version of the 39 I, Steps. Not the 39 Steps. But he did do two. He did do two versions of The Man Who Knew Too Much. No, correct. But I'm saying that's because that was in his early British days and then later uh, in his Hollywood days. Right. Right. Correct. Okay. Um, but that's the only one Hitchcock did twice? That's the only one he did twice. Okay. I wasn't sure. But, uh, go ahead. I don't know. What about some of the other things that you, the Fincher things you had talked about? Some other movies that maybe. Are you talking about Fincher? Okay. Yeah. You're trying to dig it out of me as early as possible. Well, no. You're, no. Cause, no. Cause I just. Because here's the thing. think you should talk about something that Pat it, has seen. We're talking about the final scene in Seven. Um,. It oh, should go God. without saying. That, Christ. Hold on. It should go without saying the show is all about spoilers, but clearly this is massive spoiler territory. But the point. If you <laughs> haven't seen the movies that we're talking about, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you don't chew or, big red, or, okay. or haven't seen the movies that we're talking about, then go watch them. Right. And, and then I did listen attempt, to it again. I did attempt. It wasn't on Netflix. I attempted today to try to follow. To try to quickly see. Girls with the Dragon Tattoo, so I could get into that too, but I didn't. Right, that's not something you quickly do. But well, I mean, I was going to attempt to, but I couldn't find it. Anyway, um, I think you can interpret seven in a lot of different all ways. All right, set the this Well, this is. Let like, me explain it this way: What's in the box? They never actually show it, but there is a consensus among most people as to what's in the. And I would say, pretty much everyone who hasn't had a conversation with me would say they know what's in the box. Yeah, um, her head. And honestly, head. well, and this is the right. honest truth. I had I interpreted it differently when I saw the film, and it was after seeing the film later having some other person mention to me about the head being in the box that it went, huh, the head? I didn't interpret it as the head, and so then having that conversation with a couple of people, I completely discounted my own theory that I'm about to present. I want you to understand that for a as long you should have hold on for a long time, I therefore didn't buy into my own theory. Then I went back to it upon re-seeing the film. And then just today, upon showing it to uh, m my son, two crucial scenes, it even strengthened Don't bring my him resolve. into this. Well, no, he asked me to. He, he said, you know, give me a little credit on right. the fact that you po I pointed right. that out to you. This even strengthens I'll my resolve. make sure to, to shred him later. Just get oh, to the point. Here's the point. In the box is the unborn fetus. Right. Now, I can buy into that very the, much. I've thought that no, a lot, too. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. 
now let you give me all your counter argument first so that I I can then proceed to shoot it down. Okay. Morgan Freeman looks into the box first. Correct. Okay. And he knows exactly what he's looking at. Because he knew she was pregnant. He did know she was pregnant. Hold on. Wait a minute. He did know she was pregnant. Yes, he did. Okay. First of all, how pregnant was she? We don't know. Okay, so even if she was like two months pregnant, what are we talking about? It's not very much. It's a, not heavy, very much. a heavy it's not period? Much. Okay, right, exactly. All right. But more importantly yes. is that Brad Pitt, who also looks in the box. No, he does not. Oh, he doesn't look in the box. He does not look in the box. Right, that's right. Morgan Freeman is the only one who sees the box. Yeah, but at that, Listen, at, at, at that what, stage, what? I, I mean, it was obvious as soon as he looked into the box, he steps back and he's like, holy shit. What was no, Kevin Spacey's I want you to rewatch seven. that scene. It is a very... What was Kevin Spacey's sin? Wrath. No. No, no. Kevin Spacey says her pretty little head. Oh, right. And that's where everyone draws the assumption from. And the Kev- what's Kevin Spacey's sin? What's Kevin Spacey's sin? Envy? Oh, his sin is envy. Envy. His envy. He's yeah. envious of her normal life with children. Right. And this is this is my point. No. Hold on. Let me, okay, so let me knock this out. Let me let me walk you through. So you're it. saying there's a blood clot in the box. Hold on. Right. Yeah. Let me walk this out. Whatever you First want to say. First of all. You Tampon. have to understand. The point is, this is a well Leave it film. to the audience's imagination, which makes it more disturbing than right. actually showing it. So let me let me walk you through this. First of all, it's a well-written film that, by another director, would have been average, but because of David Fincher, elevates what the the material. What size box is it? Second, it's about it's this. About the size of about a, the size of about a head. the size of a head. Yeah, right? it's a hat box. Okay. Okay. Now hold on. Just checking. I know. And <laughs> and this is three actors at the top of their game, and the majority of that this final scene is in facial expressions, not in dialogue. This is what I want you to understand. He, Morgan Freeman, is familiar with who Gwyneth Paltrow is. He has met her multiple times in the film. Right. The first time he comes to their house, Pitt says, you know, go say, she says something to the effect of go say hi to the kids, and then you go see Pitt with the dogs. And that's in the first time the ref, first reference to children in their relationship is that they have dogs. There's a later scene in the film where she's in a restaurant with Morgan Freeman and confesses that she's pregnant. Now, this is important. For many years, I just rewatched that scene today. For a very long time, I would argue the fact that she tells him, I don't necessarily want to bring a child up in this world. Um, I'm, you know, and you, it's implied she's contemplating an abortion, and Morgan Freeman says, if you do get an abortion, don't tell him. But if, if, if you don't, spoil that kid. I just rewatched the scene and realized that's not what she says at all. Morgan Freeman tells her that many years ago, he and a woman got pregnant. And the first day he went to work was like any other day, but the first day after he learning that, he was so afraid. And he's the one who says, I didn't want to bring a child up in this world. And I wore her down and after, you know, after a few weeks and she had an abortion. And I always think that I made the right decision. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't wonder what if I'd had the child. And he says to her, so if, and she says, I want to have children. She never states that she's intending to have an abortion. Right, so you say that it's the aborted fetus in the box because Hold on. of the emphasis that's placed on that scene. That scene, the earlier scene, there, there, there's a couple, but this is, it's a psychological thing because here's the point. When you talk about his reaction to the box, watch it again. It's a very slow reaction. He cuts two flaps and says, there's blood, talking to the chopper, California. Right. Then he pulls open the box and jerks up quickly in disgust. Oh, oh my God. And then he stares at it. Right. Questioningly on his face. His face is trying to figure out what the fuck he's looking at. If it was Gwyneth Paltrow's face, he immediately knew what he was looking at. But if you watch that scene, he is slowly trying to register, what the fuck am I looking at? It's something disgusting, but it takes him a second to register what it is. And then he glances over his shoulder toward Pitt and Spacey, looks back down with having realized what's going on, and says, California, stay away from here. John Doe has the upper hand and takes off running, screaming, drop your gun, drop your gun. We cut back to Spacey, who's been, Pitt's trying to listen to him, and Spacey's talking in the background. He's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, I'm trying to tell you about how I envy your, your, your life. Right. You, you know, I went over to your house. It's, it's strange how easy it is the press can get information at your precinct. I went to your house, spent some time with your wife, but it didn't work out. So I took a souvenir, her pretty little head. And as he says that, Freeman arrives. He's like, what the fuck do you say? And he's like, put the gun down, and he's like, um, what's in the box? And Spacey goes, I just told you. Now, grant you, on, on, it's in t- I think 
you're being led to think that the head is in the box. Because it I'm, is her head. Hold on, but I'm analyzing this because his reaction takes too long for it to just be a face he recognizes. He has to figure out what he's looking at, first of all. And here's the second point. Well, who said it was clean? Hold on, here's the second point. <laughs> Maybe he, he was trying to recognize who it was. Because the point is, is that throughout the film, it has been presented that Brad Pitt is the young, hungry, hungry petulant guy that Spacey's going to be able to, to tip over and make his wrath. Whereas Morgan Freeman is the old, jaded, retired, and tired man. Two days from retirement. Two days from retirement. Doesn't want to get involved in this shit. in a movie before. Right? <laughs> he is not going to crack. And Spacey is looking at him and he says, um, she, I, she begged for the, her life and the life of the baby inside her. What's on the box? Hold on. As he says, and the life of the baby inside her, that's when Morgan Freeman snaps and smacks him across the head. Right. And Pitt's face changes to confusion. Spacey looks back at Pitt and gets this evil grin across his face and glances up at Morgan Freeman very slyly and goes, oh, he didn't know. And Morgan Freeman looks up at the sky in, in like, okay, I just lost. He knows now he just lost. He's not going to be able to talk Pitt out of it. Because what then follows over Pitt's face as he just tries What's in the box? Him, what he does is it, from the moment of I killed your wife to I killed your unborn child, it went from I killed the person you love in the present right now to I killed an entire lifetime of you growing old with her and raising a child. And it became a much bigger loss. He, killing her is just a murder. Killing the child is taking out his entire future. And, turns, and that's what turns Pitt into wrath. That's deep. That is what he truly envied. He says, I, I envied your life, the life of a normal man. He you very envy. well could be right. I just don't think you are. Anyways, and what David I'm saying, Fincher he doesn't has stated envy that one of his him favorite having a wife. movies. He envies him having window. this life with a wife and child. Hello. Right, I got you. But hey, real quick, before we move on from this, no, no, no. has anybody ever asked it. Fincher about this? I don't know. I, don't know. I doubt okay. it. David Fincher has stated that one of his favorite movies is Rear Window, about a guy who butchers up a body. And he has one of the, the dog digs up right. a piece, right. he puts it in the house. They say at the end, he's all, he's got, he had it in his apartment over there in the fridge in a hat box. Right. Okay. The right. point is, is he never says what body part it is, but by saying right, it could have been a ring box. hand. What was it? Who's well, to say it wasn't a ring finger exactly. or a ring right. hand because of the ring? Right. Right. But by stating that it's in a hat box, he puts the image in your head. That right. It's her that head. It's head. He got yeah. her head inside of a hat box in his freezer. And Fincher's a fan of that movie, so I think ha- suggesting that her, it's her head is definitely an homage from Fincher to Rear Window. We should ask Dave what I think the it deal doesn't matter is. because it's always left up to the viewer's imagination. Well, that's why he won't it. answer, but I'd still like to know if anybody ever asked him. Yeah, I would too. I don't think so. I, I read through all the trivia stuff in the IMDb and I didn't see anything about it. Cuz like I said, Fincher raises the material cuz on paper, it's a generic serial killer film. Oh, Seven Deadly Sins, we're going to have Right. You know, and uh, it was written by Andrew Kevin Walker, right? Who has a cameo in the film? Do you know what it is? He's the uh, the He's fat gl- guy that yep. looks like Ralphie Mae, the face <laughs> he, full of tomato soup. Correct. He is he is gluttony. <laughs> For those of you who didn't know, there's your trivia. You may have already known. Fine, fuck you. I thought it was fun. But, you asked the wrong guy. I know. Well, the that's the whole point of this is that we know these kinds of details. Um, but anyway, I really do think that having just rewatched both the scene in the restaurant where she confesses that she's pregnant and Freeman's okay. story to her and then rewatching that final scene again okay. and watching their like face, I said you very I'm well more convinced you very well could be right but chances are just like always that you're not yeah but so that's what I'm saying Next. to the general Next. public it's designed to imply that it's the head but I think if you really Fight Club it, right Fight Club that okay. is my favorite Fincher movie by the way, yeah. also, well, in just rewatching... Also, another major mindfuck at the end. Okay, all the subliminal brads early on in the film and stuff like that, and, and Fincher being known for like throwing in quick frames, particularly right. in Fight Club. This is the first time I noticed, in rewatching that scene, I don't recall if I'd ever noticed this before. As Pitt is contemplating whether or not to shoot him, there's a single frame of Gwyneth's face. I never noticed it before today. I just watched it again today, and it's like this subliminal quick frame of, of Gwyneth Paltrow's face, and then he shoots him. Ow. Huh? Oh, Sorry. remember about banging Don't bang your hand on the table. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, that For those of you at recording. home. I like Fight Club, but uh, watching it again years later, it kind of had a different meaning, and I didn't really enjoy it as much. Really? Well, it's because you knew. Yeah, I guess. 
But you know what I mean. The, the well, thing yeah, about it's... movies like that is you don't really know, and at the end you go, "Oh, holy shit!" I don't know. You know what I mean? In, in six sense, Edward same thing. Kind of it's never the same film in that movie. Is he supposed well, to yeah, be annoying? Well, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a you know off-putting, annoying you know. I, I, and it turns know. out he's the real guy, not Brad Pitt. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I are you aware that it's based on a book? Are you aware well, that, how do you know which personality is really the are you one aware that's running that it, the, the book is strongly it, that that Fight Club is is being used as a symbol of of gay sex? It that that the book is all about men mm, doing men. Gay sex. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just so you know, interesting. It's, what's, what's the word? I'm sure analogy? that there Not is a, uh, uh, some kind of pornographic film out there called Fight Club. Anyway, and just so you know, I'm sure that it's in Roland's collection. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, the whole thing is allegory. History. That's what I'm looking for. Allegory. <laughs> the The entire film Fight Club is an I've allegory. Not seen Fight Club in for, many years. For, uh, Great movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And we didn't spoil the ending, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I guess not. Sort of did. Uh, That's all right. yeah. We didn't spoil the ending of the Sixth Sense either. Rosebed is a sled. Um, Red rum. Sixth Sense. You know. I don't like Six Sense. Don't like Six Sense because no. I thought we could do a whole day on freaking him, but then I started thinking, yeah, no, he goes down no, really Pat, fast. Pat hates M Night. No, actually, I don't hate M Night. No, Shyamalan. there's a lot of M Night Shyamalan I don't like, but how do you not like the Six Sense? Well, how because, is that the one you okay, don't like? Because if you take out the twist, it's a rather boring movie. Uh, it's very just, dull. Duh. Yeah, I would really it's disagree with that. Very dull movie. The I entire thing myself, the whole thing's a what setup. What am I watching here? I'm watching this movie. You're being no, 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 set no, no, And no, I was no. like no. falling asleep almost when I first no, no, watched no. it. The and then a twist bit. comes in and I was like, holy crap. Blah, blah, blah. And then I got That's to thinking later on. I'm like, yeah, but it was just a boring freaking movie. It's not it's because it's really movie. about the child and his his relationship with his mother. Yeah. Working his way through that relationship with her. That's what the movie is really about. Most definitely. And I think it's a very touching story. Sorry. Boringly, you're right. I'm sorry. Anyways, there's a lot. I have a lot of problems with uh, Six Sense. Roland likes to really? bang his hand on the desk, and when it comes through the that. microphone, no, it, it sounds like corn is practicing okay. yes. in the other room. <laughs> the first time I saw the Six Sense, you know, Bruce Willis gets shot at the beginning, and then it says like six months later on the screen, right? Right. I was very confused by that. It was so confusing. I'm like, he got shot. He lived. He, was, he healed. No, I was like, he's dead. But I didn't. But, but then, then I'm, as I'm watching the movie. I keep seeing him, and I'm and I was just so confused but after about you know maybe 10 minutes i was like well i guess he lived but it didn't make any sense as i'm watching the movie that's funny i was like he had to have died from that wound there was so sure. much blood well I understand and then they show six months later that he's still alive and for like 10 minutes i'm thinking something just is not right here but then i was like okay he's alive he well, must have just survived that's fine, because it's interesting it because very, there are a lot of movies that have like a big twist like that where i go back and i go how the fuck did i not see it coming I'm trying yeah. to think of what movie I'm thinking of right now. There's another movie that has like this huge twist, and then I'm like, it's so obvious through the whole movie. How did I not catch it? You know what I mean? Um, but it's amazing how if you're not being led there, if you're being or if you're being deliberately led in the opposite direction, you won't pick up on details like that when you ought to. And you, it seems like you're saying that you kind of start. Well, that's kind of funny. Because well, when you go back and you you watch the movie again, you pick up on everything. Yeah, sure. Obviously. But it's not. The, well, actually, it, when you watch that movie the second time, it's better. No. Because no, you, no. The, scene where he's, the scene where he's sitting there with his mom when he comes home from school, and yeah. it looks like yes. they've been sitting there talking yeah, the whole right. time, but it's You're just like, his mom sitting by himself. I, I get that. Okay. Or when he sees his wife with the other guy and he breaks the window and she comes out to the street and right. there's nobody there. Right. Just yeah. a broken glass. I watched the movie that's and I'm like, rad. ooh, that's neat. And ah, that's neat. But everything in between is like boring. Well, and the, the whole, second time I watched it, I was trying to find a hole in it. And, and I no could. Hole. There is problem. Isn't. There is not. Another problem I have with that movie is how the little girl Good comes point. to him. It's beautiful that way. And he has to go to the house on the bus where she's at the funeral and he finds the videotape and then they play it and you find out the dad. Mm-hmm. That is such just a play to the audience it's like let's just mess with the audience's head here about this guy was a child molester it was completely he's, unnecessary okay, first there of all was he's no not a, reason for any of that hold on first of all he's not a child molester. he's molesting his own child whatever it's it's, it's munchausen syndrome munchausen by proxy what? is what that's known whatever as. you want to call it well it's completely different it form of child abuse completely <laughs> pointless it's not pointless completely it's, pointless no i really think you don't understand that film at all then and because the, the entire point of that scene is it is Haley Joel Osment's got this ability to see dead people. 
but he's frightened by it because he is a child. And it is him growing through that and learning. Bruce Willis is teaching him to cope with it in the same way that he as a child is teaching Bruce Willis to cope with his own death. But Haley is slowly learning Cole is his character, correct? Cole is slowly learning that he has a gift. Mm -hmm. He has a gift to help out. The reason these people are ghosts is because they have not been allowed to pass on to the other side because of some problem. And it is his job, his gift, to work them through that problem. And that child that had died because of Munchausen by proxy from her abusive parent, he is able to help that child by showing up getting the videotape, showing it publicly to a group of people so that this man is found out for what he did, that he mur- abusively murdered his child, okay? And that allows that child to now pass on because justice Actually, has been wait, served. Yeah. That is the whole point. It, was, it wasn't the dad. It was the mom, wasn't it? It was the mom. Yeah, you're right. I right. forgot that. But my point is, that's the whole point of the same that kind of scene okay. is allowing these people to pass on. My point and is... And the whole movie is him... If you take out the twist to Fight Club... Do you still have a good movie? Yes. yes. You take out the you twist have a movie that wait, 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 wait. You do not have a good movie. Wait, yes, let me you answer do. that. No, you do let not. Let me answer that. You let absolutely me answer that do correctly. not. Let me answer that. You take out the twist of the if usual you ta- suspects. You've got a great movie. Well, hang on a second. On. You guys are getting that, way that ahead. That movie hangs if you so take, much on the twist. Right. Absolutely. Of course it does, and that's no. what the movie is supposed to be about. If you take the twist out of Fight Club, you still have a good movie that makes absolutely no sense. No. Right. At all whatsoever. We just have two guys. You got two guys. Doing stuff. No, yeah, no. It's still a movie. It's not. No, it's no, still it's a movie. It, no, no actually, not. it doesn't make as much sense. Here's right. the thing. Upon watching the film a second time, now you know that Bruce has been dead the whole time. It makes it a better movie because my point I was just making is that Cole's job is to, is to help these ghosts resolve their issues in, in life and be able to pass on. I see dead So people. the entire film, the first time, you think is Bruce Willis teaching Kaylee Joel Osment to deal with his problem. And when you watch it a second time, you realize, no, the whole movie is Haley Joel Osment teaching Bruce Willis to deal with his death. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I it's just boring. Walrus. It's just dull. It's not dull. It's, dull. it's amazing. <laughs> I am the walrus. It's Anyways, a, it's, let's no. get back to David Fincher. I really think the movie, because because then you get the later films like The Village, and at this point you're don't you've even seen get it. me started on that. I enjoyed The Village. I, I enjoyed The Village For the too, love of even God, though I why? knew what it was. But here's the thing: from the very beginning, the very, I knew exactly the what opening was going scene on. because it's an M Night film, and you know there's going to be the big twist. I uh, in watching the opening scene, I immediately came to okay, it's going to be one of two things: either. A, uh, the monsters aren't real, or B, it's actually set in modern day. Turns out I was right. It was both. That didn't take away my enjoyment of the film. It was still a good, uh, decent film. I still enjoyed that movie. It was not a great film, but it was a decent film. I still enjoyed the film. Cultish. I I, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy that movie in any way, shape, or form. I'd rather watch Signs. Signs, though, I like. (laughs) I think Signs might be one of his best. Well, no, not his best. Um, Obviously, his best is Unbreakable. I think science is. I would agree with you. Unbreakable is such a good freaking movie. Unbreakable is very, very good. And that's the movie where you're talking about the twist, and you're like, "Why didn't I see it?" Right. I mean, when he's saying they called me Mr. Glass, I'm like, "Right." Why didn't you pick up? Well, he was the only one that survived a train accident. So, have you seen Split, his latest film? No. Okay. Because Willis has a cameo at the end of the film. Yeah, I know. The the final scene. Yeah. Anyway. Never mind. Anyway. As the Unbreakable character. No one has seen that. Noticing what split? Yes, you were like the only one within the greater Los Angeles area that's seen that movie. <laughs> that may be true because I saw it on TV and I didn't see it from the beginning. I saw like the last half of that. Film. I didn't even know that movie existed until you just said it. You you don't know anything about it? I know nothing Can about you, it. Oh, because the you want to spoil it for me? Does it turn out that the girl has a split personality? No. Oh darn! No, that would be that would have been cool. Of you. No, I totally would have watched that. I guess the twist, quote unquote, is that he's a zookeeper, <laughs> and the whole movie is taking place in his. his you can stop now. Zoo. What? I haven't seen it. Oh, you don't okay. want me to ruin it? Oh, okay. We don't have to talk about. It. Let's just skip it. Han Solo dies in The Force Awakens. <gasps> <laughs> that's not a spoiler, since Harrison Ford had been telling you that's what's going to happen. Did you for guys 20 watch years. the? I know we <laughs> talked about it last week, but since then there's Shit. been a new Han Solo trailer. No, I have not seen it. You haven't seen it yet. All right, watch it. And then okay. maybe we'll talk about it later. But uh, okay. All right. So let's get back to David Fincher. Go ahead. Since we're, whatever. Sorry. You want to talk about um, well, Alien we, Three? Well, we okay. We could go back to Alien that's Three. That's the I one we could go where. To the game. Uh, I love Alien Three. That's Great the movie. one where uh, they're in the prison, right? Yes. Yeah. My problem with the Alien franchise. Yes. 
It's the same movie over and over again. Oh, that's not true. Oh, it totally Sadly, is. It's th- it no. totally is. People are in space. People get hold trapped on. with an alien. Alien kills people. This One is, or two of them okay, get away. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. You're same movie wrong. every time. The first time. alien film. The first alien. Have you seen Jodorowsky's Dune, by the way? Let me ask you I'm not quest. saying they're not good. They're just very predictable. Hold on. The alien just, movies are a slasher franchise. No, no, no. Yes. Fair no, the no, aliens. I agree. In Scream. Sci fi horror. What's his name says? The virgin always lives, right? Right. Okay, when you <laughs> that watch is Alien, that is Ripley, what Alien is. Alien never has, or Ripley never has sex, and it's never implied that she had sex with any but of the crewmates. But she does spend the last 20 of the minutes in a cut-off t-shirt and her panties. And she doesn't have sex she with anybody in Alien. therefore she lives. Exactly. Still wasn't Hold attracted up. to It's in Alien up. 3, she finally has sex with the... The prison doctor, and she dies. Correct. It's a horror franchise. Okay, that's a Slash valid point. Front, but here's franchise. the thing. The first film, let me let me preface this really quick and ask you if either of you have seen Jodorowsky's Dune, the documentary. Yes, I've seen that. It's a great movie. No. Okay. It's because of Jodorowsky that H.R. Geiger came to Hollywood, so to speak. If it weren't for Jodorowsky, Alien wouldn't exist uh, in its in its form. The point is this. What does that have to do with what I was talking about? Hold on. Let me, I, I don't this, know it has everything about. to do with it. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Alien, it's the same movie In the same time. way that I said Seven on paper is just a serial killer flick, but Fincher raises the material. The original right. Alien on paper is a generic 70s slasher flick. Exactly. A group of, t- of, of people are in a limited, confined space being taken out one by one by an unstoppable killing force. Correct. Okay. Like However, I'll concede to that next. Right. However, H.R. Geiger's design of the alien elevates the material. The, the ch- chestburster scene that is what brought it so much notoriety when it was for initially released. What was 1979? 79, yeah. Yes. In 1979, it gained its notoriety purely from the chestburster scene that is because of Geiger's design of the, of the alien. Okay? Now, so that's what I'm saying is on paper... It is essentially a, a generic slasher flick B-movie, but Geiger's design elevates it, and Ridley Scott, the director, elevates it, who goes on to bigger and better right. things, like Blade Runner, etc. Now, Aliens is in no way a fucking slasher flick. It's an action movie. Uh, okay. Definitely. But it, it is, is James the same Cameron, kind of concept of big action. It's called Aliens, in space not Alien being taken 2, out one by one because there are not two uh, aliens. There's force. lots of fucking aliens. The, the difference between... What the, I'm saying, the, I think you're missing the point of what I'm saying, is that when I sit down and I watch an alien movie, mm-hmm. I'm very, very confident that I know how the movie is going to end and what <laughs> is going to happen during the movie. Right. Okay? There's, there's no element of surprise at all in any of them. <laughs> Have you seen any of the newer ones? I have no interest in There's any of the, the new uh, stuff. The Why? Alien versus Predator. Because I don't no, have any interest seen. in any. The first no, no, alien. No, no, no. Versus... Because it's not a reason. Okay. The first Alien versus Predator was something was long. No, I'm not talking about that. Uh, you're talking about um, Covenant. Prome- well, okay. And Prometheus. Prometheus. Prometheus I saw Prometheus. Yes. Prometheus was terrible. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. And therefore, so I had bad. no interest in seeing the really? next step after like Prometheus. Prometheus? There, there was so much wasted potential in that movie. Sorry. Prometheus had a lot of potential. That's oh, why I feel about goodness, Covenant, that movie though. had so much potential, and it was very wasted. I, I like Prometheus. Not seen Alien I Covenant. Like I, I would watch okay, Alien. Okay, hold on a second. I don't Let like me, Covenant. Hold on. I didn't I'd hate Prometheus. There are parts of Prometheus I enjoyed. Some of Prometheus was enjoyable, but it was so much wasted potential. So much all wasted the, potential. All, all the characters seem to do sense, weird things that didn't seem to make sense in any way. Like, why are you doing that? It didn't seem to make any sense. There okay. was characters now, doing that kind of stuff. And, the, and when, talking about the Alien versus Predator, the first Alien versus Predator was PG-13. long awaited because of the was PG thirteen, <laughs> so it was not going to be the an Alien or. A we don't need movie. to include either that movie in this conversation. Okay. Well, I'm saying there was a second Alien versus Predator is a. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a second Alien versus Predator that yes, was R rated. That was R rated. I okay. believe that was I called Requiem. Okay, I should have seen yeah, that so. because that would at least be what it should have been. I actually own that only, only, because it was both movies for five bucks <laughs> on two discs. At okay. the liquor store, and I couldn't pass it up. Okay. Sorry. Um, anyway, so... Um, I think it's stolen the plastic. So back to Alien 3. A- I think Alien 3, in the context of the Alien franchise, is always considered, like, one of the weak films. Yeah, and David and Fincher hates bad rap. He hates his uh, own movie. Well, right. maybe he does, but in the... I think 2 is the weak one, but anyway. In next. the over of, of, of Fincher, I think if you watch Alien 3, having seen 
7 and Fight Club and other things and then look back and rewatch Alien 3 as a David Fincher film it makes a lot more sense yeah I um, take it a back lot of, um, there's a do lot you know, of do you know what got him the gig I take it back Alien 3 is Fincher's worst movie it is not it's actually a really <laughs> good film it, have you do you know how he got the job Fincher I do not um, Sigourney Weaver was the important piece of the coin because of the first right. two films she is an executive producer okay which just means she got a fat check well Yes, it does. That's exactly what it means. But this is the point. You you said something to the effect of you you don't find her attractive particularly. Uh, not at all. Good. She she's happy about that, because Sigourney Weaver very much wanted to be taken seriously as an actress. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd still hit it. <laughs> but I'm saying she didn't want to be made into a bimbo or a sex symbol in any way. So when Fincher I've said s- bullshit, I've seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. That's before this. And this is my point. Okay. She saw this as a way. When Fincher came to her and said, the first thing I'm going to do is shave your head because you're on a prison planet. She and probably said, I like it. And she said, yeah, okay, good. Because then I'm not going to look hot and sexy. I'm going to be bald headed. You're, you're, you're the director. Do you think Sigourney Weaver That's, has ever looked no in the mirror and said, I'm hot and sexy? <laughs> I hope she did it like 14 that she didn't have body dysmorphia. Let's get Shut the feminism. fuck up. <laughs> anyway, but my point is, I, I, I love Scorny Weaver. I hope you're not disappointed. No, I like her as an okay. actress. Have you ever seen Holes? Did you guys? Oh, yeah. Have Holes you guys is watched? A great movie. It is. I, I, I took the film, took my kids to see the film because it's supposed to be I'm only between. asking you this now because I'll it's forget later. It's a fantastic later. film. Have you guys watched any of the Marvel series on Netflix at all? Uh, Marvel, like a TV show? Yeah, like no, Luke Cage no. and. So no, I, more you know, you know obscure uh, my comic wife books. loves all that uh, stuff. She gonna, watches it like crazy. Sure, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of movies. Um, but I'm about we're to not gonna talk about that. A hell of a lot of fucking street cred when I mention how I just can't stand superhero movies. You just don't, you don't like comic, comic books. books in general. I don't, I don't so. like comic books in general because here's the problem. Because you're in denial about yourself. No, I'm not in denial about myself. We are getting. I was a way nerdy child. Here. This is. I fun. was bullied mercilessly as a nerdy <laughs> child, but I have always had my own personal. I have bullied self confidence, and I've always had a perfectly fine opinion of myself. The merciless bullying that I received did not make me um, think I was less of a person. I did not allow that to ch- shape me. I have always interpreted every superhero ever as being a 12-year-old nerdy boy's fantasy of where the nerd Clark Kent gets the girl. The nerd Clark let Kent me get beats Phil, up the Let bad me get guys. Dr. Phil on the line for you. Fuck Dr. Phil. I'm just that's a s- simplified What would Freud say about I, that? What would Freud say about that? I don't know. Uh, you want to fuck Dr. Phil? Doc, Freud fucked was fucked by his Way mother. Easy now. And therefore what said everybody wants to fuck their mother. He now. doesn't know. So what are we even he talking doesn't about know. I thought he that's doesn't what know. Freud I thought we were talking anyway, about Freud. Who's who's like who's the the what's the guy's name? There's a lot of guys in that movie. A lot of good actors in Alien 3. Right. But you know it's hard. You know the guy that plays Hellboy. There's, oh yeah, uh, li- yeah. Little Billy. God damn it! Uh, um, yeah. That was <laughs> the Beast on Beauty and the Beast. Do yeah. not bring him into this. He's Anyways, not going to help you. Alien Resur- That's Alien that. Resurrection, not Alien Three. Oh, you're right. That's an Alien Resurrection. He's an Alien Resurrection. He's not an Alien Who? Three. I'm blanking oh, on his boy. name. Only- yeah, Hellboy. I'm blanking on his. Why am I blanking on his Wait name? Wait a minute. When I'm ar- whenever I'm on the Wait, spot, do I have my movies all fucked up? You have your movies fucked up. Do I? Alien Resurrection is where she's a clone. Right. It's far in the future. Oh, three is the prison planet, right? Yeah, three is the prison planet. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, good. Because right. four sucks. Four has one really fucking amazing scene where she see, realizes she's number nine and here's one through eight. That no way. Scene is the brutal. scene where they're on the basketball court <laughs> and she's all keeping the ball from yeah. them. Oh, that, oh, wait, no. I take it back. I found her sexy then. Okay. When she was. Alien Resurrection. She's very sexy in Alien Resurrection. Yeah. I, she's up until the ending of Alien Resurrection, I would have just said it was a, not a good film. And then the ending is so wrong. I hate it. You teased the game at the beginning of this conversation. Hell yes, I did. I love the game. Michael Douglas. I think I've only seen the game. Sean Penn. I saw it the one time in the theater. Maybe And then we went to uh, the restaurant afterwards. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, and there were like know. keys all over the menu. And you guys yeah. snuck like a fucking key into my menu yeah, to uh, freak me the fuck out. It was great. <laughs> why do we have to talk about like meta things or whatever? Is that why not? Meta? That's what this show is. No, then we're talking about our meta? own thing rather than what everyone what else mean? talks about. I don't even really meta. know what meta means, but I want to talk about movies here. I went to are the club we and I met a bunch movies? of yeah, We are, but... I met, I'm sorry. A, I met a bunch of hot chicks at the club last week. Huh. 
Meta. <laughs> so, yeah, the game's wow. a good movie. I think I've only seen it once. It's you really only need to see that movie once. I mean, it's not oh, a I, movie I, you watch over and over again because, it's again, it's a movie with a twist. Well, You cannot really enjoy uh, a movie with a twist more than twice. That is not true because I've seen that film multiple times over the I didn't see it, like, multiple times at the time. But any time that film would, like, come on TV, I'm watching it to the end. Well, yeah, I mean. It's like A Few Good Men. Am I, I going to turn it off at 3 a.m. in a Motel 6? No, I've I'm seen, not. TV. I've seen, like, the last half of A Few Good Men probably a thousand times because <laughs> if it comes on, I cannot change the channel. It's one of those films. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Um, just everything leading up to that scene. Everybody knows that scene, but it's everything that leads up to that scene that makes that scene so good. Demi Moore I think, is so hot in that movie. Demi I think Moore's when it comes to the game, as I'm watching Ironically, that movie, the only thing she's not particularly hot in is striptease, ironically. The Go thing ahead. about the game is I kept flip-flopping as to whether or not it was real or not. That whole game. movie. Oh yeah. Oh, it yeah. wasn't until yeah, it's a total oh, mindfuck. When, when he, you're flip flopping right up to him jumping. Well, that's the thing. Okay, when he wakes up in uh, like the grave in Mexico and he's not dead, I knew oh. it had to be a game at that point. No, I was convinced no. it was a game at that point. I didn't know until he there was no reason on to keep him alive. Pillow. They should have just killed him right there. There was no reason no, for him not to the, die. The so only, I knew it was a game. There were so many but, times they took it le- back and forth, back and no. forth, back and forth. The only time I didn't buy the back and forth is after he lands and, uh, what's his name, Cromwell's I still wasn't sure. says the stupid line, I'm so glad you jumped because if you didn't, I had to push you, which is bullshit. That, that, that line should be removed from the film and it would be a perfect film. That line nullifies the importance of the fact that he jumped. Yawn. Fuck you. So the thing is, is when we get to the ending... You know, like I said, it's been a long time, but you get to the ending where, you know, he has the gun and the guy basically is saying that they weren't aware of the gun. Right. And so that was what was getting me. It wasn't, I knew it was a game. Right. This is all a game. But they fucked up by not realizing that he had that gun. They didn't cover it 100%. And so you knew something bad was going to happen because of the game. And, and it's but really funny I, I because she con- actually presents the door to him. I don't know if you you probably don't recall this detail, but she's like, "It's a real. Where did you get that gun? Blah blah blah. That whole thing." And he's coming through the door, and he thinks it's someone coming threatening him, but she's saying, "No, it's your brother. It's a party. It's just a game, right?" Mm-hmm. She's saying that, and then the doors burst open, and as they do, she steps back and does this flourish with her arm, where she goes. He's got a real gun, but she's doing it in a very showman-like way because it is still just the game. She knows the gun's not real. He right. doesn't know that she knows. And she actually gives it away in that last split second where she does this gesture with her arm toward the door. He's got a real gun, but she's literally pointing, here, aim here, because I want you to shoot him because that's all part of the game. Honestly, right. that movie had me so fucked up that I didn't really know what was going on until he was signing the check. You're, you're, and then I was you're, convinced that it was a game. Yeah, yeah. Once he was paying for no, half of it. Right, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're not 100% sure. I was like, ah, right that, 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 okay. All right. He's writing a check. Yeah. And then they still give you the little nod, wink thing right. at the end where she's yeah. getting in the car in the parking lot. He's asking, you want to come along? And he kind of looks, looks left, looks right, and it just cuts to the credits. And you're like, right. yeah. <laughs> so, Good movie. I, yeah, I would definitely it's see a fantastic it film because it is a, it is a film that is all about retribution. It is all about. That's the thing. You when he jumps, and there's the flashes of his father jumping. It's it's it it really is an amazing film about redemption for this man. Well, it cured had him. the game not, had the game not the implication is had the game not happened, he would have maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but sometime in the near future, he's going to end up dead like his father. Well, yeah, and he would have lived a miserable shit ass fucking life and and in his miserable shit ass fucking existence. But but it's literally a film about killing someone to save their life. Good movie. Great. Got to see it again. If you've never seen the game, see it now. Turn this podcast off and find <laughs> that film right now if you've never seen it. Oh, God. All right. What else we got? We got about 15 minutes here. Uh, Have we gone that far already? Holy yeah. shit. We right. got... Um, I told you we'd get an hour out of Fincher. Other ones. Um, okay, you hate Panic Room. Who, who hated I like Panic, Panic Room? I like Panic. Room. I liked Panic Room. You hated it's, it. It's effective. It's not as great as Jared Leto. Great movie. It's it's, it's kind effective. of the first film that really brought Jared Leto to my attention. I think it's just because I hate Jodie Foster. <laughs> well, why do you hate Jodie Foster? You kind of snickered when we mentioned Candleshoe last time. 
I don't like Jodie Foster. Have you ever seen The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane? No. Little known Canadian film came out the same year she did Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is what her brought her out of being a child actor into right, old I shit. Get it. Hey. But the same year she you did a very drop a low bomb budget, right here? very unknown, very low budget film called The Little bomb. Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. I you do not like Taxi film. Driver. Okay, you cannot like Taxi Driver. That's okay. <laughs> I don't now, like Taxi Driver either. Do you like Martin Scorsese in general? I don't. I hate that oh movie. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mike. That I movie, hated it. I'm like horrible. watching this movie like, what in the world? I'd rather watch Serpico. Serpico's great. Hell yes. You got me there. I've not seen Serpico. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Sorry. Stock is falling, bro. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I mean, Pacino's, uh, HBO's got a Joe Paterno film. You shifted gears so fast, I don't know where you were like four minutes ago. Well, he was talking about Jodie Foster, so I had to bring it up. Oh, yeah, 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 Jodie Foster. She almost, almost, my bad, she almost fucked up Silence of the Lambs. That's how shitty, that's how shitty of an actress she is. I love it. She almost fucked up one of the best movies of all time. I just had a realization, I just realized, I just had a flashback to my brother's collection of Jodie Foster magazine covers. Oh, right. And my brother's former, like, obsession with Jodie Foster. What do you mean, former? Okay, it's not former, but it is... um, Closeted, I think, is the word you're looking for. Yes, but there's a word for it. There's a word for when someone's attracted to someone for their intelligence. It's that thing? Uh, no, that doesn't like exist what anywhere I, in the world. Yes, it fucking does. It's my thing for t- Tina Fey, for example. Tina Fey's hot, dude. Stop. No, Tina Fey is hot. But I'm saying, when she first came to my attention on Weekend Update, I said to multiple people, including <laughs> my wife and my love, that Tina Fey, I was, I was in lust with Tina Fey's brain. Right. Okay, right. and I think Pat has lusts after Jodie Foster as For those of you brain. scoring at home, it's food eight, <laughs> lodging two. Wait, what? <laughs> what did I miss? What did I just miss? And gas 12 in the lead. Okay, that's just for you guys keeping track of the score. Gas 12, I'm in the lead? What did I do? No, please continue. What did I fucking do? I, I missed. No, it's just... What's just talking nonsense? Jodie Foster. I do not like Jodie Foster. Okay. Anyway, defend Jodie Foster. Panic. I will sit back. No, panic. we can just talk, out talk of about Panic Room. No, it was it was an Adriel movie. It, it, it had some suspense to it. It was not the greatest movie. I don't like Jared Leto either. Sorry. Have you seen? I like his band more than I like his acting and his band sucks. I enjoy his band, although I don't think they're phenomenal. But did you see the one he just recently did and got the Academy nomination? I don't even. I don't know if you won or not. Matthew McConaughey, the AIDS. Don't get me wrong. Have you seen that film? He's a good actor. That's a. Great I just don't like him. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. It's in that funny, you know, like the the movies I, someone might be in you Whitaker? like, but then right. like, you see their the person you who, seem to not like. Right. Real quick, who Weird. plays the daughter? Because I'm I'm trying to remember. Oh, what's her name? That's what I'm saying. Isn't it? Is it? <sighs> we can look it up on there. God damn it! Look it up. Somebody, Will you stop doing that? You All the you... curse words that you have to choose from, and you keep picking that one. Sorry. Which one? <clears throat> the <throat> name of our, our Lord and Savior. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> don't do it. This is this okay. is what I Just was no. wanting to talk about. Okay. I didn't say Yahweh. Stop Jehovah, it. Jehovah. Stop it. Don't say that even if I do blow this. Stop it. Off. This is what I wanted to say. Okay. You take Alien 3, <clears throat> 7, and Panic Room. Okay. All right. Panic and, Room and the even the game. There's a sense of real danger okay. in those movies. Sure. Okay. And this is what I wanted to talk about. When you watch a movie and there's it is. It's there's Kristen a, Stewart. That, I was trying to think of her yeah, name. I was thinking From it was her, but I wasn't Twilight sure. Um, there's a when real sense like of danger in, in these movies, you know? And that's what I was more interested in, in talking about, you know, s- certain movies have... Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, take, for example, James Bond movies. I mean, James Bond gets into trouble, but you never really think he's in any real danger. Right, he's never going to actually get it's shot. It's more thrilling danger. <clears throat> but when you watch a movie like Seven, and that People scene where, where, they, where they, they find his apartment, and then he comes up the stairs, and then Brad Pitt chases after him, you get a real sense that something bad is going to happen here. It doesn't end up happening at that point, but you feel like the movie is really headed that way down the road. And by the end of that movie... Brad Pitt is fucked up. Right, because there's no investment in the character other than that film. When you watch a Bond film, you know he's not going to die because they're going to make another one in right. a couple of years. So they can't, you know, so the no, element of danger is, is more real, obviously, in a movie like that. No, well, I'm well, just saying. You, so you're saying any franchise film, we can't kill off a main character? No, that's not Han what I'm saying. I'm not dies talking in about, that's not what I'm talking that about. Was contractual. I, I'm talking about when movies are made, some movies 
there's a deliberate, like a Bond movie, it's a danger, but it's for a thrill okay. for the audience. Sure. In a movie like Seven or like Alien 3, when you find out, you know, you, if you remember the, the, the uh, tagline on the posters for Alien 3, it showed like, you know, there was like this swirl with the alien. Like and an it said, And it said at the bottom of the, uh, you know, like the, the first alien was, nobody can hear you scream in space. This one was, you will never believe where it's hiding this time. Right. Okay. <laughs> that was the tagline on the posters, the early posters. You know, and there's a real I'm sorry. sense I, I, I'm a perpetual danger. 14-year-old, and so when I hear stuff like that, I automatically go back to... But I mean, it's the slow... You'll never believe where it's because, hiding now. But you realize at the end of that, she, she does the dive into the molten steel. She does the backwards dive. She stretches her arm out as, as a, in the cross. She does the T2, T1000 pose? No, yeah. she's doing a, a Jesus Christ pose. Yeah. She, it's a very deliberately symbolic that she is saving everyone by sacrificing herself. And she stretches her arms out in a cross and is falling in as an inverted cross. And then the thing pops out of her and she clutches it like a mother coddling her child to right. prevent right. it from escaping so that she can kill it. Right. right. She's saving humanity by killing herself. It's very. Did, mis- did either of you see it's very the curious case of Benjamin? Oh Benton. yeah, that was yes. a fun movie. It's a strange movie. You know what? I actually uh, watched that movie in sure, two but sittings. I, mean, I, I watched about the first half of it, and then I watched the second half the next day. It's really long, though, right? It, it is long. It is long. And it, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is an interesting premise, but the actual film I didn't find particularly interesting. It starts slow and it's long. The, the beginning's better, I think, than the ending. Right. Um, I, I feel like well, it, the that beginning could be because you stopped and came back and you lost its momentum. Maybe you the, did like it better because you split it up. The beginning has kind of a Forrest Gump feel to it. A little bit, yeah. You know. Okay. I I just thought it was a a, a fun little movie. It wasn't anything fantastic. Well, because in the beginning profound. he's like the little handicapped boy that yeah looks like an old man and you know he's stricken with some weird thing and I don't know. know. Visual effects kind of bugged me. I it just didn't yeah. look right. It looked fine they, until they, they tried they, to make him younger than he actually is now. That's, I think, where they struggled with it, yeah. was towards the end of the film, where he's younger okay. than his whatever his 45-plus self was. Yeah. But I just, they yeah, didn't have that Tarkin technology down yet. I don't know as I would I ever mean, watch the movie the again. The first thing I remember seeing Pitt I actually cool just watched World. it on Amazon a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. For Do like you remember the first cool time World? in a long time. Oh, because that's the first thing I ever remember seeing Brad Pitt in. He was in... Him and Gabriel Byrne. He was in something. And, uh, what's her name? What, who are we talking about? What? Brad I'm just talking Pitt. about how old Brad Pitt probably is. He, he did... He's, he's in his... I'm not sure if it's his first movie, but he was in Thelma and Louise. That was yes, where he's really in Thelma and Louise, and then, and then he's first... He was in uh, River Runs up. Through It. Um, well, no, before... The, that, that's not the one you're thinking of, because that's later. It's... Um, California? No. How old is Brad Pitt? No, where he's got the long, sexy hair, the, 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 you made me blank Brad on the name. Brad Pitt is 54 years old. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Thank you. So when Benjamin Button came out, he was probably 44. You were saying something about 30s. He was in his 40s. Right, but they made him look younger than he actually did. And right, that's where right, right, the right, right, special right. effects struggled. Right. Sure. It wasn't when he was old. Okay. You know I'm, what I mean? Well, the old stuff at the beginning was supposed to be an old child. I didn't buy either. So I'm, well, so no, the the concept of the movie is ridiculous. You can't approach it as like well, it's a based clinical on a book, and it works right. in a book it's, a f- it's all in your head. It's a yeah. fantasy right. movie. When you have to put that on film. It's difficult. It's a right. fantasy movie. Okay. Um, all right. So what I was trying to say about danger. Don't hit the desk. Sorry. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> what I was trying to say about danger is. Some movies have a genuine sense of danger. Some movies just do it for a thrill. Right. Other movies, they tr- maybe they try to have a sense of danger, but they don't flee to you. But oh, no, then did, did there you, are movies... Real quick, did you, on that point, have you seen Get Out? No. Okay, because the opening scene to Get Out has nothing to do with the rest of the film, but it immediately sets you up for the rest of the film. Sure. You have an immediate sense of dread you know, I, I, that from, from, from I go. was curious to see that movie. It's but yeah. But then... Keep talking. I'm just pointing. (laughs) Jeez. Some movies have danger in them, and it's unnecessary, or it's not really real. That's what I was trying to talk about also on that same kind of theme. Have you ever... um, Take, for example, two movies, Wally and Up. Wally was a good movie. Wally's a fantastic movie, but I always have a problem with the ending. 
it's kind of silly that, that the computer doesn't want them to put the plant in the thing to go back to Earth. It's really not I am, necessary for the movie. I'm a massive fan of Pixar. And so I am ashamed to say I haven't seen Wally. I oh, really? Oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me, oh, you should okay. see that movie because I it's, know that. It's not like that, Roland. The first. No, I absolutely love it. I mean, you could go to the grave without seeing it and you'd be fine. No, but no, if you have like, a chance, check it out. The first 30, 30 minutes. Amazing to me. The op- just the opening George Lucas to is up, the Pixar computer. The, the setup to Up had me bawling. Right. And that's what I want to say. <laughs> that story, that has nothing to do with Pixar. Wally and Up that is, that both start Pixar. as Pixar basically a di- love story. Pixar is what Disney was in the 50s. I'm referring to the they technology. You're referring to the movie production company. Correct. Correct. I'm saying that Pixar, the movie production company, under John Lasseter, does some amazing writing. I would agree, yes. Yes, thank you. They, they truly know how to, to, to pull drama, real human drama out, that I think Disney has lost. I don't think Pocahontas and The Lion King have any real human drama. I just re-saw The Lion King recently because really? I have grandchildren. The Lion King does not at all hold up for me. The Lion King is weak. There's very little setup it's at the beginning to make you children. give a shit. You don't give a shit about Simba. They didn't write it for your 47-year-old ass. It's um, for kids. You say that, but the reason Disney's been successful is by working on, on multiple levels. Snow White holds up. I enjoy Snow White as an adult. I enjoy Sleeping Beauty as an adult. I don't enjoy... They have medication for that. I even enjoy Aladdin as an adult. I don't enjoy... the. I think The Lion King doesn't hold up at all. So, what I'm trying to say... Fucking Simba's a loser. Is up... And Wally turn into kind of this, they move away from the main story of the love story between like Wally and Eva. And, you know, the Up's main story is the old guy and his wife. Oh my God, it's amazing. And at the end of that movie, at the end of Up, it just turns into this shoot 'em up scene where this one guy is crazy about killing a bird. Completely unnecessary. Yeah. yeah and that's I, what I. Okay, okay. That's what well, I was trying okay. to say. There's, they, create, they create a conflict unnecessarily in both of those movies. Okay. That's not needed. Ever seen Doc Hollywood, by the way? Yes. Good movie. (laughs) Cars is a ripoff of Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Michael J. Fox? Yes. Michael J. Fox and um, what's his name from MASH? uh, Winchester? Right. Right. Yeah, I do not if like you, cars. If, okay, well, I don't like saying, cars either, but, but the, I'm the entire not a plot child. To car, but no. I'm saying the entire plot to cars is directly lifted from Doc Hollywood. That's so, you know, not that Doc I'm Hollywood not, is a particularly original plot. No, either. no. I mean, I'm not like calling it a great film or anything. It's it's a generic like Hollywood churns out movies all the time. Doc Hollywood. I, yeah, what? I'm just saying how. I hate on that movie, I'm not hating on it. I'm don't just saying it's a generic on B movies. What I'm saying is sometimes movies. Can be anyway. fantastic, and I, I would highly recommend Wally and Up to anybody. Great movies. I think the beginnings of those movies overshadow the ending, but I just think that the endings to the movies, the danger or the peril that they're in, is really unnecessary. And when you watch certain movies where people, there has to be some type of conflict at the end of the movie, like because like the that's five endings in Rogue One. <laughs> Stop! Everybody had to die. Come on. No, no, no. So that's, that's just what I was trying like, to say. Oh no! Now we've got to use this bizarre claw thing to find it. Oh, now we've got to climb up to the top. Oh, now I've got the thing's got to be t- the satellite dish has got to be tilted. Well, it was like one thing after thought. another. No, I think I pretty much finished. Oh. I just, you know, I just that's. What if we? And that's for me what I. A lot. Gone Girl. That well, was no, a disaster. I mean, I mean, of the one that I established, we had all seen. I think we hit them all. We did. I think so. I just looked at yeah. the list. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure we didn't. You know. Gone Girl is such a mess of a movie. Okay. Uh, the movie well, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Okay. I can't believe that anyone would buy into any of that movie. Okay. I didn't, didn't like it. it. I didn't see it. <laughs> it was just. I didn't like it. It was silly to to to, to believe any of that stuff. It would. Not and the social network was not good. I did not see it. Not well, really don't bother seeing it. Okay, but let me ask you because you've seen Zodiac do you understand my point about how Zodiac unfolds strangely not well plotted because right. it's based on actual events watching Zuckerberg is that what happens with social network does it unfold in an odd way because it's based no, on no it's just real it's just the, the, the storyline and the source material are bullshit look it was more interesting watching Zuckerberg get lambasted by Santa it's, like a, it's about a minute today 15. than that movie was well then you better start playing it now because we've got less than a minute I wish you'd mention. Well, why don't you just cut out the last two minutes of this trip? No, we're good. Do we have to? Shut no, up and play it. we do not have any time constraints of any kind. No, we, we but don't. We have are going to go any. next week. Next week. Next week. What are you I saying? haven't discussed this with anybody, so I don't know. Throw it so out there. 
tune in next week and find out. Well, no, did you have something specific on your head? Just, yeah, just other no. than your lack of hair. We are gas you food guys, lodging. Yes, and you've not heard this, but here we go. Oh, yeah, let's see what this is. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch! Well, no shit. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No, I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? And I will I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend.